Hello and welcome to the Americano podcast, a series of discussions about American politics and the Trump presidency for the New Spectator USA website. I'm joined today by Jacob Heilbrunn, who is editor of The National Interest and a regular guest on the Americano podcast, as well as a much appreciated contributor to the Spectator USA website. And we're going to be talking about Melania Trump. Now, Jacob, the news this week seems to indicate that Melania Trump is engaged. Some people are calling it a civil war within the White House, that Melania Trump is engaged in a sort of turf war with various members of the Trump administration. And she seems to be winning. And the way this was discovered this week was that she released a press statement suggesting that a woman called Miss Ricardell should be fired from her job. And then a day later, she promptly was. What's going on here? Give us a bit of uh, insight. Melania may be emerging as the most powerful and influential president in the White House, that is, the de facto president. She is the most ruthless and cunning person in the White House, bar none. Unlike Trump, she's not subject to temper tantrums. Mm. She wields her intervention surgically. And in this case, National Security Advisor John Bolton tried to defend Mira Ricardell, who is his number two. Bolton received a call in Asia indicating that he should fire her and refused. Melania then went public, leaving President Trump no option but to have John Kelly tell Bolton that he had to dismiss Ricardell. Now, this was a case of the Slovene versus the Croatian. And in this case, Melania, the Slovene, managed to oust someone that she detested, Mira Ricardel. Ricardel is Croatian, that's what you're... Yes. It, it's quite interesting, though, isn't it, that, that Melania decided to hit the nuclear button of, of issuing this press release. It's almost a kind of a deliberate show of power. I mean, everything else she's done so far seems to have been behind the scenes. She's been quite discreet about what she actually does in the East Wing of the White House. This, this seems to be like a, you know, a, a move a deliberate and conspicuous move, deliberately conspicuous move. Absolutely. Now, Ricardell had made the foolish mistake of trying to defy the First Lady, and the First Lady suspected her of leaking to the press bad news reports about her during her October trip to Africa. And the origin of all of this is that the First Lady had not assigned seating to Ricardell on her government jet for the trip to Africa. And Ricardell went into a snit and said that she wouldn't go at all or that she, would, and that she wouldn't send any NSC staff along with her. Now, she was again provoking Melania. And Melania has now shown that she is willing to exercise sharp elbows inside the White House. The White House right now is in a state of meltdown. Trump is in a deep funk, deeply depressed over the results of the midterms, and he's angry as well. He's contemplating wholesale changes in the White House. In this context, I do believe that Melania may now be making her own power move to emerge as Trump's most influential advisor. And and the the person that she would have in her sights, everyone is speculating, is Chief of Staff John Kelly, who is understood to have blocked her on a number of occasions in the past. She wanted people promoted, and it's understood that Kelly 
has stopped that happening. And so if she is making a power play, that might suggest that Kelly is next for the chop. At this point, I do think Kelly is on a version of artificial life support. In addition, I think that Melania will seek the ouster of National Security Advisor John Bolton. Well, that's quite... I mean, that might not be... Both those moves might not be unpopular with White House staff because, if I understand it, Melania is actually quite liked within the White House by sort of junior staff. She may well be, she may well be the most sensible person in this nuthouse yes. called the Trump White House. Well, it, and, and Bolton and Kelly are, are not. They're seen as commanding and difficult. No, and she would obviously loathe Bolton, who is, who is, bluntly put, a bit of a crank. Yeah. Now, the person who's prospering from all of these moves is Defense Secretary James Mattis. Bolton installed Mira Ricardel, who had been rebuffed for a position in the Pentagon by Mattis to undermine Mattis. The idea was that Ricardel would systematically undermine Mattis's reputation with Trump and go to war against the Pentagon and carve out a more prominent role for the National Security Council. Yes. Well, for now weeks, all of for that, and, we heard... and Mattis did look like he was in jeopardy, but now his position may have been strengthened. That's an interesting turn of events because for, for weeks we heard, and I think we even discussed, that Mattis had to be about to go because... Bolton seemed to have seemed to be pushing him out. Well, the tables appear to have turned. Yes. Mattis was docile on the caravan and acceded to Trump's wishes on the border. He appears to be playing the long game. I don't think he's in any rush to leave the Pentagon. And Mattis is widely seen as the one stabilizing force in Trump foreign policy. Yes. It's not clear that Secretary of State Mike Pompeo exercises all that much influence either. Mattis may, in fact, emerge as the dominant force in foreign policy. Yes. And let's talk about what this means, what this says about Trump. I mean, I suppose my first thought is that for an authoritarian strongman or a supposed authoritarian strongman, Trump seems to have a weak spot for the women in his life, Ivanka, obviously, and Melania. Perhaps this is a tendency of all strongmen and authoritarian figures. But I'd be interested to know what, what you think about that. Well, the first thing that occurred to me was that he might look uxorious in this context mm. as bowing to the wishes of his wife. But as you say, Freddie, it is an interesting development because in his, in his career at Trump Tower, he always furthered women in key spots and listened to their advice and he's publicly said that he believes women are often more discerning and have better judgment than men when it comes to business decisions. Yes, you could so say he's the first true feminist maybe, in the White House. Maybe he's, uh, you know, he has Kellyanne Conway. Maybe he's also now empowering Melania. Though Melania is a formidable force in her own right. Un what occurred to me is that unlike Trump, she came to the United States with essentially nothing and had to battle and claw her way to the top. And this is something that Trump himself never had to do. He, of course, grew up in a gilded environment. So this could be coming more like the Woodrow Wilson presidency. Now, Wilson was incapacitated by a stroke, and his wife, Edith Bowling galt ran everything from behind the scenes. But perhaps 
we are now moving towards a more matriarchal presidency. Yes. And I mean, what, another interesting element to it is that Melania and, and Donald were supposed to be not getting on at all well. There was a lot of talk about how the marriage was in trouble at the beginning of the presidency and that Melania hadn't hadn't sort of signed up to be a president's wife and wasn't very happy with the way it was going, didn't want to come to Washington. And yet she seems to have, you know, kept her head down, got on with the job, and now is, appears to be calling the shots. Yes, and she also wants to demonstrate her superiority to Ivanka, with whom she has a deep rivalry. Yes. Now, maybe Melania will become the first female president. Well, how would that work? <laughs> well, if she is de facto president in making many of the decisions, then we could say that just as people called Bill Clinton the first black president, maybe Melania is the first female president. Well, she's achieved what Hillary Clinton could never do. Exactly. Jacob, that's all very interesting. Let's discuss it next time Melania's in the news. Thank you, Freddie. Thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, and you can also subscribe to the magazine through our special podcast offer, which is on www.spectators.co.uk forward slash pod offer. And we'll even throw in a Spectator Moleskin notebook for people who take up that offer. 